Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's the Movie Toasty Show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 106 of Movie Tales News and Reviews. Oh man, I can't believe we got some we got some stuff for you guys. However, the sad news is Dennis and I are not recording together, but you are gonna get reviews from both Dennis and I. We're Frankenstein's monstering this bitch. Uh, you're not gonna get any pulls. That means no sweet pull jingles, unless it's magically placed in there. But you're not gonna hear reviews. Hear any polls. Uh, you're not gonna hear any trivia, but you're gonna hear reviews up the fucking wazooks. I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna get a review of a short film, of some feature films, one feature film that doesn't even count for a fucking month, y'all. Yeah, exclusive. <laughs> that's what you get from the movie toasters. You're even gonna get some TV show reviews. Um, but you know what? I'm going to let Dennis fill you in on what's going down. Dennis, take it away, my brother. Hey, folks. Movie Toaster Dennis here. I am really excited to give you just a couple more reviews for me. Um, just so you folks know, it was <laughs> my birthday week this week. So eh, my, my side of the episode will be a little bit different as the day of our recording is the day of my birthday. So... I, I had to step aside. I'm going to do mine because I want to do my own little bit of celebrating with me and the better half. So first up on my reviews for my little my little segment of the show over here, I want to talk about a, a little short I found over on Hulu just to kind of keep in the October Halloween kind of mood. I thought it'd be fun to check out a, a horror short. Now, this was a series of horror shorts released on Hulu. I would say, I think it was 2018. And I, you know, I didn't seem like much to me back then. I kind of just let it like fall back to the background. But with Movie Toast, the festival coming up around the corner, I figured, why not? I kind of wanted to get into that mindset. And I wanted to see, you know, what, what other short stories do we have to offer? And folks, let me tell you, those of you who entered Movie Toast, the festival, oh my goodness, pretty much all of you knock this thing out of the park. Now, I, I hate to say this well before I even mention the title of the short, but I got, I'm just being straightforward with you folks. I'm talking about haunted, horrifying sounds from beyond the grave. This is a five-minute short, again, available on Hulu, and it's telling the story of a, uh, a sound engineer, sound designer, who's tasked with coming up with one of those really schlocky cheesy scary sound albums you would hear at halloween parties or when you go trick-or-treating in the front doors got the spooky sounds blaring out the front door and this is kind of that idea um although this is a period piece we're we're back in the 70s that we're writing a record and or we're recording a record the main character he's sick and tired of this shit he's he's apparently had a background of interesting out of the out-of-the-box kind of music he wanted to get uh, distributed that just wasn't catching on. The publisher was just like, you know what, man? We're going to sell a million of these. 
You don't even put your name on it. Just do the work. We know you can do the work. Um, and that's basically like, that's kind of the, the log line. That's, that's how you, the, the setup, the summary over on Hulu itself, which sounded very interesting to me. Let me tell you folks, that's like the first three and a half minutes of this five minute short. I kind of wish we got in a little, uh, a little bit later into the story. We didn't need nearly as much setup. There was so much missed opportunity. I did. I formed no bond with no character. And I get, yeah, it's five minutes. It's short. It's fast. But we couldn't even establish a relationship between a mother and son that when the scene finally came down, that was supposed to be all intense and heavy. I kind of didn't care. And the weird magic moment at the end was just so eh, I just I wasn't having it. Um, I wish I was going into this with all the excitement of let's get into the holiday season. I'm excited to watch some shorts, except turns out I just watched a whole lot of shorts that were really better than this one. So haunted, horrifying sounds from beyond the grave should stay there as I'm going to give this one slice. Um, it's just, I like the idea. There are other stories that talk about sound engineers hearing creepy things or hearing spooky things, whatever. Go seek those out. In fact, there's a great John Travolta movie where uh, he gets to implicate a, a, a murder based on some wild track he's recording out in the park. Go check that one out, man. Uh, this, though, it's, just, it's a pass. I don't, the one slice might still be generous. I like the concept. And the production design, the production value, fantastic. It looks really good. Did we need everything we saw? I don't think so. I think it was a little bit overthought. This would be a better feature. And it seems like it's it's obvious we are making something that was built up to be a feature. I just don't see the evidence as to why I'm giving you the money to make it, though, you know? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I wish I wish I could be a little more excited about that title, but I can promise you the next one I will be. So as I mentioned previously, the recording pattern for this one's gonna be a little different. I'm sorry if uh, this episode shakes it up a little bit too much for you, but it is because of the old B-Day for Movie Toaster Dennis over here. Um, I'll, I'll take full blame, Adam, I, I'll fully admit. I figured it'd be kind of fun to pick something one of my favorite childhood films, something I feel like I might have referenced in the show. We probably talked about in the past, but I'm going to do a full on movie toast review of one of my favorite childhood films, The Great Mouse Detective. From the creators who brought you the adventure of Aladdin and the excitement of The Little Mermaid comes a tale of mystery, suspense, and a great big adventure in The Great Mouse Detective. When a beloved toy maker disappears, delightfully wicked. There's only one mouse for the job. Baslett Baker Street, Michael Feather. <laughs> Together with his trusty sidekick, <laughs> he's ready to crack the case. Your father is as good as fun. Miss Flamhammer. Flavisham. Whatever. But only if he can stop a slimy, contemptible sewer rat. Tricky and wicked, of course. The clues are in. Basil of the case. The pressure is on. I'm right behind you, Basil. And the adventure is about to begin. To Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Say cheese. Smile, everyone. For the mouse who always gets his man. I thought I'd never find 
elementary, my dear Dawson. The film Joel Siegel calls magic, and Siskel and Ebert give two thumbs up Disney's animated classic, The Great Mouse Detective. Miss Flanchester. Flanchester. Whatever. Now, for those of you not aware of this gem of an animated flick, this is a Disney film from 1986, which you can go find on Disney Plus right now. Um, this is telling the story of Basil of Baker Street. And if you haven't put it together, this is a mouse much akin to Sherlock Holmes. So similar, in fact. He actually lives in Sherlock Holmes' house. That's kind of the joke, folks. He he lives on the in the building. And there's this whole mouse society that kind of coexists with human beings. And if you are familiar with other Disney titles, it may sound reminiscent to a certain rescuer film. Um, and I might go so far as to suggest, what if the great mouse detective takes place in the same universe just earlier in the timeline? Yeah, think about that one for a second. Well, this story, it jumps in right away. And I'm, I'm talking for a movie that is only an hour and 14 minutes, it moves fast, as you would expect. We jump right away into a a small toy shop in a in a rainy London in 1894, 1897, something about there. And it's uh, father and daughter are closing up shop for the night. He's clearly he's finishing up an, an incredible invention of his. He's very very well gifted. He just handed his daughter a birthday present of this incredible mechanical nature. When all of a sudden. A creepy looking bat busts in the store. Uh, the, the the toy maker hides his daughter in a cabinet and, and the toy maker gets kidnapped and taken away. The little girl has to go and find the famous detective Basil of Baker Street. And upon finding him also comes across another interesting character. Another, another doctor type mouse who is a little rotund and short. Maybe like a certain Dr. Watson we are familiar with. And there's... I gotta be honest, an incredible amount of backstory. Within the first moment of meeting this character, you find out he just got done serving overseas in Afghanistan. He's seen some shit. Like, there's a couple scenes later on in the film that suggest, like, he's probably lost some buddies. Like, he's seen some combat. This is like a full-fledged dramatic character happening here. It's amazing. Um, now, you can kind of see where it's going. Obviously, we're going to follow some of the, the detective fare, but they do it in such a polished, beautiful Disney fashion. Now, obviously, you're going to hear that and think, we're getting song and dance top to bottom. And to be honest, yes, it happens, but only twice. I think there's only like a couple songs the whole movie. And it, to be honest, they're really fun. It's really entertaining. When the villain gets to sing a song and the trashy dive bar at the harbor gets to have a song, I'm okay with it. Um, this is a great detective story. It has incredible music by Henry Mancini. The, uh, the, the villain is, is voiced by Vincent Price. So you know you're getting just incredible voice acting talent. And I'm talking, this is a gem of a Disney film. If you've for some reason, never given this one a shot. I would highly recommend it. But I will say, if 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 you get the kiddies, if you, if you're if you got the kids in the house and they they don't like scary faces or things like that, this one might be a little intense. Now, like I said, this is one of my favorite childhood films. This is kind of a scary movie. Like it it is really intense. Uh, multiple deaths on and off screen. 
um, a lot of just scary, frightening faces, jump scares, dark tones. Uh, this is the scary do- storybook rides in Disneyland, if you know what I mean. It, it's it's not a scary movie. It's just from that era of Disney when they were just still willing to tell the whole story without pulling punches. So um, highly recommend it. Uh, the Great Mouse Detective over on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to give three and a half slices. It is still a beautiful story. It was very well told. I was laughing. I was, I was, I was hanging on the edge of my seat for some of the scenes still, even after all these years. It is written in a way that it, it is genuinely keeping everyone in the room entertained. Uh, not, not just the kids, but the parents, anyone in between. If you're just here for a good movie, it tells a solid story with beautiful animation back when it was still that gorgeous 2D animation that they would do, all of the hand, hand-drawn work. Fantastic job. Fantastic stuff. Highly recommend it. Like I said, three and a half slices. The Great Mouse Detective, available on Disney+. Plus. All right, now, I don't know if Adam wants to save this one, but I want to record it just in case. So if we want to throw it in there, let's do it. All right. Movie Toaster Dennis chiming in with his take on the final episode of this season of Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. What if, you ask? Well, what if the Watcher broke his oath? Now, let's be honest. If you've kept up with the series so far, you can obviously see this was going to be the natural progression in the storyline. This is where we're going to go. Although each of these are supposed to be like an anthology series and the kind of one-offs, we've started to see the pattern that we're kind of connecting yet again another universe that also weaves back into the MCU. What I appreciate about this is all of those kind of endings that we felt a little cheated on in the previous episodes, I think we've tied off each and every one of them. I mean, I, I mean, hit, hit us up on the socials if you think I'm wrong. Uh, talk to us over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, let us know. But I'm pretty sure this like does a great job of tidying up all the storylines. I think it's my favorite episode. Now, yeah, I know, I know. It's like the Avengers. But look at the cast of characters we get to combine together. It's it was really cool to go on this journey. We got to spend a lot more time developing a different backstory. And then I kind of like this crossover of having like multiple of the same character uh, kind of cross streams a little bit. Um, this is the resolution of the Uber Ultron invading cross dimensional space. This was an intense story. I liked that. We actually did have to explore this concept of those sitting in the background, having to rise and actually answer for what what they've been doing, what's been going on. And uh, that was a fun run. These, honestly, are characters I really started to fall for. I'm like, I would love to see more of these specific characters. Captain Carter, badass. Uh, Just uh, everyone, though. Um, Star-Lord T'Challa, just... The, the dark Doctor Strange, by the way, evil Doctor Strange, I think was my favorite character. That was awesome. Just to see someone, to see the Sorcerer Supreme with like near unlimited power. But he's also, just like the other Doctor Strange we are aware of, has that ultimate awareness of 
where the end game lies. And I think that's where, yes, I can see getting the shit of like, yeah, we just came full circle doing another Avengers type story. Yeah, we did, but we did it in a different way. I kind of like that there wasn't like the the ultimate, ultimate happy ending. We kind of had to settle for this is just how the timeline goes. And I, I was cool with that. So I don't know, folks. Let us know. What do you think? What did you think of the finale of uh, What If? What if you left us a review over an Apple podcast? What if you followed us on all our social medias? And I'm talking Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, YouTube. In fact, YouTube and Facebook are Movie Toast News and Reviews. Everywhere else, though, give a look for uh, movie underscore toast. I'm pretty sure you'll find us there. Um, it's 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 a little different episode, folks. I'm sorry. You only get a few minutes of Movie Toaster Dennis. But, Adam, I think you're going to send it home just fine, man. Sorry we didn't get to do a, a normal record, but, dude, you're the fucking man. Take it home. All right, Dennis. Thank you. I am going to take us home. Am I the fucking man? I don't know. I don't want to toot my own horn, but, yeah. I'm pretty fucking cool. No, no, I'm, I, I can't even fake that. Uh, thank you, Dennis. But uh, let's let's start off by saying happy birthday, sir. Uh, 30 years old. Welcome to the club. It's, uh, I was going to say it's all downhill from here, but it's not. You got a long way to climb, my friend. Uh, it's 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 uh, definitely going to be fun. Uh, sorry that we can't record together, but uh, I'm happy that we're uh, giving the audience some reviews. So, with no further ado, my first review is for an Icelandic film called Lamb. Up, up. This is an A24 film. All right, this is a wacky one. Although it's kind of a good one. Uh, so uh, the, there's this married couple. They're farmers in Iceland. And uh, they're kind of on the rocks. But not like Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. Like their marriage is on the rocks. And uh, that is until a sheep gives birth to a lamb. Or is it lambs that give I assume a sheep and the lamb is the... I don't, I'm not a fucking doctor of animals, a veterinarian, or a scientist of any fact. I'm not a doctor of anything. I don't know what I would say of that because of nothing. Uh, that is until, let's get back another view, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm like, guys, I'm uh, coming here to tell you I'm going to med school. Not happening, suckers. Uh, no, so back to the film review. Uh, 
This is weird not having anyone to bounce off of. Awkwardness just lives as I speak. Um, so yeah, so until this lamb is uh, given birth, this couple, for some reason, decide to raise it. Uh, to kind of raise it into health, it looks like at first. But no, they're raising this bad boy as a fucking baby. Like it's a child. And we're slowly seeing things. Uh, like we're seeing them treat it like a child. Like the sheep is trying to get the attention of its child and like it breaks out of its pen to go see it. And this is pissing off the farmers. And uh, animal cruelty might happen with the shotgun to a sheep. I don't know. I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of awkward. And we, uh, we, we realize that this uh, lamb is kind of like a hybrid. It's kind of like a fucking centaur a little bit. It's like it, it has the body of a human, a human child, but the face of a, of a lamb. And it has one hand and it has one hoof hand. And uh, these these people don't even act like it's weird. This because this little thing just acts like a kid. It doesn't know any better. And uh, so they're a happy go lucky family until the uh, the male farmer's brother shows up and uh, stirs up a little trouble in paradise. Uh, he's like, "What the fuck is going on here, guys? This is not a child. This is a freaking animal." And like they're like, "Whoa, dude! If you want to fucking chill with us, if you want to be on our farm, if you want to fucking have a place to live for a while, you shut your lips." You you just go with it. We're happy. This is happiness. And he's like, all right, cool, I guess. But also at the same time, it seems like he wants to have sex with his sister-in-law. And it seems like they may have had an affair at one point, but she wants nothing to do with it. Uh, so this is there's some some webs building here. And uh, it, it's not a super like short film. It's not a super long film. It's like a medium paced film. Uh, but like the, the creature itself, the lamb child, it's adorable. And it seems like practical effects for the most part. And uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's all subtitled, of course. So if you don't like subtitles, this might not be the film for you. But if you want to see something unique and interesting and fun, this is it. I, I, I've seen my fair share of A24 films and I don't normally like them, but this one fucking chef's kiss this this is a good one kids uh i'm gonna give a lamb three and a half slices of toast all right up next i got everyone's favorite spy well i guess it's not everyone's but we got a long tradition of a spy that a lot of people like and admire his name is james bond 007 and the film i'm speaking of is no time to die Why would I betray you? We all have our secrets. We just didn't get to yours yet. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. The one that works. I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. 
James Bond. So you're not dead? Hello, Q. I've missed you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose. Control. James, you gave up everything for her. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. What is it? You don't know what this is. James Bond. License to kill. History of violence. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. Alright, so... It's been a little bit since we've seen the the last James Bond film uh, in the Daniel Craig universe. And uh, this picks up. And he is retired. He is not 007 anymore. He's just James Bond. He's living with a lady. They're on vacation. It seems like they might be in a relationship. They might be, like, dating. But at one point, someone says, like, she's his wife. And it's like, did they get married? Did I miss that? Or I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. Uh, James Bond is pulled out of retirement when uh, Jeffrey Wright shows up. You know him as the Watcher in Marvel's What If. Dennis was just talking about the Watcher in What If uh, in his review of the finale. Either way, uh, he's he's pulled out of retirement uh, and he kind of un- uncovers the fact that the woman that he's madly in love with and gave up the spy life for is actually the daughter of uh this the head of this eagle eagle <laughs> yeah she's the daughter of an eagle right this is the continuation of the movie lamb i don't fucking think so joe uh it turns out that this uh, woman that he's in love with is the daughter of the head of this evil organization specter who's been fucking up his life for the past who knows how many years uh and and she doesn't she's not James Bond doesn't know if he can trust her she says she has nothing to do with them but he of course doesn't believe that so he kind of leaves her and then we meet a few years later uh, he has to help her out he has to get revenge on her father uh, and save her and her child and it could be James Bond's child James Bond is it could be James Bond's child uh, but she says it's not, but dude, it looks like it could be the little uh, JJ, little James James action, Junior James, Junior Bond, Bruno the Kid. What a good cartoon that was. Uh, so yeah, uh, and in the big bad villain here, her father is Remy Malik. All right, so here's the weird fucking thing here. Uh, Remy Malik, you know him from. Uh, his, his most famous uh, role is Mr. Robot. He's uh, starred in the clean biopic. Uh, you know him as King Tut's child in the Night of the Museums movies. Or if you go far back in TV like I do, he was on the show The War at Home as the uh, geeky neighbor kid. Anyways, he uh, years ago killed this this young girl, probably 10 years old. 
her mother. And then he, he started raising this kid. And that kid is, in fact, James Bond's lover. And she ages. She's probably in her 30s now. But he looks the same as he did then. So I don't know if he what the fuck's going on here. Uh, and then we also see Christoph Waltz. Uh, he reprises his role. Uh, phenomenal turn uh, for him in this. Uh, Daniel Craig. Everyone in this film is phenomenal. Uh, pretty good. Top-notch performance. Uh, stunning action. It's a little long. And by a little long, it's almost three hours. This is about two hours and 40 minutes. So it's... it's you be prepared. It's a longie. Um, but when it hits, it hits. And it hits hard. Like a brick to the face. Uh, but there are some slow moments. Uh, so be prepared for a little bit of everything. I'm going to give No Time to Die, the final Daniel Craig 007 Bond movie. Well, I mean, who knows? You can never say never. But in my opinion, I'd say it'd be the final one. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he retired, he retired the 007 uh, uh, legacy, the name. There's now a female 007, a female of color. And she's badass. And I hope they continue this franchise with her. Uh, because I'd love to see her do more stuff. Uh, and it, why Why always have a white male James Bond? Let's have everybody. Well, it doesn't have to be on it. 007 is always the mantle. That's the name. That's the character. Uh, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, anywho, I'm giving No Time to Die three slices of toast. Now that we're speaking of franchises and historical franchises that people love, I have a scoop. I have an early review for a film that doesn't even come out till next month. I'm talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor. But with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home could be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. Anyway. We're completely broke, and our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. You went with the station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? You experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Oh, my God. You guys hear that? Something's coming. The whole city took the walking dead.
Ghostbusters. We're ready to believe you. We're closed. So, this is a true continuation to the original Ghostbusters franchise. And no ties that I could have seen to Ghostbusters Answer the Call or uh, the female Ghostbusters, as a lot of people call it, which, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed that movie. I honestly didn't care for the original Ghostbusters. Um, I liked the real Ghostbusters cartoon. That was cool. But I really dug the Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon. Um, anyways, this this movie, Afterlife, this is a straight-up sequel. This is the third one in a trilogy. And uh, so this is years later. Uh, Dr. Egon, uh, he uh, kind of left his family, up and left them, uh, stole the Ecto-1, stole all the Ghostbusters' important equipment and whatnot, and moved to the middle of nowhere and had a farm. He was a dirt farmer. He never planted anything. People in the town thought he was crazy. Uh, and we see that he dies in the opening of this movie. And his daughter is a single mother now. She has a young daughter who's a little socially awkward and can use some friends and get out. She's a super smart gal. Uh, and then a teenage boy who uh, is a teenage boy, played by Finn Wolfhard uh, from Stranger Things. Uh, and the young daughter is played by McKenna Grace. She's been in a lot of things. Uh, a very talented actress in everything she's in. Uh, and the mother is Carrie Coon. So there's a great cast already. Uh, so this family up and goes when they're evicted from their apartment. They go to the dad's farm. And uh, the farm's run down. And the son gets a summer job at a burger place so he can get to talk to a lady that he is interested in. And the daughter loves learning and loves school so much she decides to go to summer school. That's not sarcasm. She really is a smart genius girl and she wants to learn. Does she want to be at this school? No, but she goes. But it turns out the kids aren't very smart there and the teacher doesn't really want to teach them because he knows their lost causes. That's a lot to take in. The teacher's played by Paul Rudd fantastic performance from him uh he ends up showing the kids vhs horror films uh the first day he shows them cujo later on he shows them child's play and uh the girl uncovers at her house a ghost trap and she brings it to school she makes a, a best friend named podcast this little kid who uh carries around a shotgun mic and a sound mixer and he records his own podcast two of them are friends they're looking at the ghost trap paul rudd's like oh that's cool that's a replica of a ghost trap and then they realize it's real and they decide they want to open it up and they unleash hell on the small town uh the key master and the gatekeeper are now out they want to they're released they were trapped in there and now they want to bring gozer back to life Ooh. So now the kids have to become Ghostbusters and bust the motherfucking ghost. Bust it makes me feel good. Um, and Paul Rudd's along for the ride, and he's hilarious. Uh, McKenna Grace is hilarious. Finn Wolfhard's pretty good. Ooh, the the, the sidekick uh, podcast, he's great. The uh, young woman who uh, Finn is in, interested in, she's phenomenal. Um, but, oh, man, so there's there's horror there, there's horror-like things in this film. There's sci-fi type things. There's music that feels like it was lifted from the original films. And it just has this perfect blend of, of everything you want out of a continuation, out of a reboot. Um, it, it's phenomenal. Um, and, oh my gosh, in the trailers, you, you see that there's many Stay Puft monsters. Uh, 
and they're adorable and there's a lot more than you see in the trailer and they're so freaking adorable and cool that scene's amazing um i'm not gonna tell you if the original ghostbusters are in here but i think it's a safe bet to assume but i'm not gonna say one way or the other i will say there's a great canadian actor who uh, retired for reasons that uh, we don't need to talk about. Unfortunately, he's not in this. But are the others in it? I don't know. I'm not going to spoil. But I will say, stay through. Uh, there's a mid-credit scene that's pretty good. I don't believe there's a post-credit scene. But mid-credit, yes. And, uh, oh boy, this film is great. You might say, Adam, how did you see this? I was at New York Comic Con over the previous weekend and uh the main cast of these new kids are here and the the fan and everyone but paul rudd and uh it was also ivan reitman the director of the originals and uh producer of this one and his son jason reitman you know he did like movies like uh fucking uh the diablo cody flick uh, about the pregnant teenager wow i am so bad at this right now and uh the one with the atomic blonde where she's uh got <sighs> Juno, and uh, he's done a lot of great films. You'll know his work. Uh, and they're like, at the end of the panel, they're like, let's show you some stuff. And they're like, no, 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 you know, me and my dad, we think you waited long enough because this is supposed to come out last year. We're going to play the film for it. And they asked us not to spoil it. So I'm not spoiling shit for y'all. But I will say Ghostbusters Afterlife, I'm going to get four slices of the toast. My favorite Ghostbusters film thus far. I can't wait to see this again. And I hope you all see this film phenomenal stuff check out ghostbusters afterlife when it comes out all right so dennis told you a little bit about his take on what if this week um what is if i think the 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 premise here it's what if the watcher broke his oath so the watcher uh last time we saw him in the previous episode the uh fucking thanos like fucking ultron has attacked him and uh so now the Watcher's going through and pulling all the different characters that we've met in the multiverse and throwing them in together and making them the guardians of the multiverse. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of different characters and a lot of clashing uh, circumstances, a lot of, a lot of different uh, characteristics here. Uh, but they come together and they work things out, and it's, it's, it's good. There's some good stuff here, but uh, is it phenomenal? Well, I don't think so, but you know what? I, I gotta applaud Disney Plus and Marvel for doing this because they're taking some some strides here, and I can't wait to see what they do next season. Overall, I think I'm gonna give Marvel's What If two and a half slices of toast. We've seen better shows from Marvel, and uh, you know I can't I can't knock it. They did what they had to do, and uh, I can't wait to see what what comes next. Also, while I was at New York Comic Con, I saw the pilot episode of the Child's Play continuation series called Chucky. Everyone has a Halloween they'll always remember. And this is Jake's. Jake, you into vintage? No, I'm into retro. Oh, what's the difference? About 10 bucks. <laughs> Fair enough. Look at that. Someone took the butcher knife. <laughs> Hi. I'm Chucky. Wanna play?
Are you okay? I can't stand the sound of blood. Pussy. Oh, no, Jake, that isn't quite right. What happened to you, Jake? You used to have friends. Don't forget your boy toy. It's contagious, isn't it? Laughing at people. Well, guess what, dickheads? Now the joke's on you! Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. What did you do? Uh, uh, Mommy says real killing is bad. Yeah, well, mommy's full of shit. Look around you. It's the World Series of Slaughter. Stop, stop. Do you feel that? Everywhere Jake Wheeler goes, death seems to follow. Creepy doll just creeps me the hell out. It's kill or be killed. Everybody's gotta choose. What's going on with you? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Chucky, he's gone. Dude, you have a serious doll problem. If you only knew. Hey, kid, I'm gonna go kill your sister. Wanna come? I'm sleepy. You snooze, you lose. This is about Charles Ray Lee, the killer who's in the body of a doll. Uh, so he is now in someone's yard sale. And there's this kid who is kind of a loner. Uh, people don't understand him. They make fun of him because he is gay. And his his father doesn't really like him. His his, his cousins don't like him. His cousin doesn't like him. His, his schoolmates don't like him. And he's kind of bullied. And... Uh, Chucky kind of helps make him a man, but Chucky also kills some people along the way. Uh, the show is hard R. There's swearing, there's violence. It also has comedy. Like, you know, Child's Play always has that fine line of comedy and horror. Um, and this hits it. And yeah, it does play as a TV show because guess what? It is a TV show. But um, if you're a fan of Child's Play, I think you'll be a fan of this. I'm going to continue watching it. Uh, good news for you all. Uh, the show had premiered, I believe, on uh, Tuesday night, the, the previous Tuesday of this uh, episode being released. And you can check this show out on Sci-Fi Network, and you can also check it out on USA Network. Uh, so please do yourself a favor and check that out. And if you want to do us a favor, Dennis already asked you, but I want to reiterate. If you can head over to Apple iTunes, Apple iTunes, that's not even a thing, kids. Uh, that shows how old I am. If you can head over to Apple Podcast or wherever you get this fine podcast and leave us a review, let us know what doesn't work. Let us know what does work. Let us know what you think of us. If we annoy you, tell us. If we delight you, tell us. Whatever, you, Whatever's going on in your head, just let us know. Um, you can uh, check out some great videos over at our YouTube page. That's uh, Movie Toast News and Reviews. You can also check out our Facebook page, Movie Toast News and Reviews, uh, and Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Discord. We're at Movie Underscore Toast. Um, yeah. So if you can do just do one one thing for us, I think it's. Uh, I guess I'll ask. Uh, could you stay toasty? 
Also, thank you for listening to this Frankenstein's monster of an episode. Uh, since it's Dennis's birthday, I'm going to celebrate with uh, one of my favorite uh, comedy musicians' birthday song. I'm talking John Lejoie. If you've seen the league, he's, he's the guy that plays Taco. He has a birthday song called The Birthday Song. So this one's dedicated to your birthday, Dennis. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> It's your birthday today What does that mean? I guess I'll try to explain That many years ago on this day It was the first time your parents saw your beautiful face Oh, such a cute little baby And nine months before that magical day Your dad probably took your mom out on a date And they were having a good time Dancing and drinking wine We're gonna live forever And when they got home They were horny as hell And your dad threw your mom down On the bed And he tore her panties off And his wee-wee was hard as a rock I'm so horny And at this point your mom Wanted to give your dad head But your dad also wanted to give your mom head So they formed a 69 and your mom came at least three times uh, uh, uh. And then your dad was so excited to get inside your mom That he forgot to put a condom on And when he realized his mistake Uh-oh. He had ejaculated and it was too late You're not on the pill, are you? And then your mom got pregnant And your dad started crying he wanted your mom to get an abortion but your mom really wanted a child and nine months later you were born and five months later your parents got a divorce Happy birthday.